Welcome back to Just One Guy's Liberty Series. My name is J.G. Franklin, and I'm Just One Guy. So today's uh, episode, I would like to bring up the fact that uh, for any Brazilian listeners out there, uh, we've received notice that a very famous actor and comedian, Paulo Gustavo, has died apparently from COVID. Um, of course, I have no problem believing that there's a you know big difference between dying with covid and dying from covid and of course we're never going to know the truth uh, maybe he certainly did die from covid um, but he was only 42 apparently younger than i am i'll be 48 this year and it's sad it truly is sad i mean i never never knew the guy obviously but very talented and uh, the statement uh, that my wife made a comment that she made this morning uh, regarding his death. Uh, the, the issue I have uh, with that is people like her, right, these pandemic um, COVID Karens, um, COVID idiots you know, type of thing, uh, this fits perfectly within their narrative. Oh, okay, so Paulo Gustavo is some very important person, right? Of course, he's not any more important or any less important than anybody else, but he's certainly more well-known than many, many, many people. Okay, oh, he died from COVID. Ah, okay. Well, again, we're never going to know for sure whether he died with or from, right? For all we know, he could have had other genetic, you know, complications. And uh, that's that's this thing that I'm that I have a real problem with is this mixture between whatever supports the narrative, right? Whether it be factual or not, and objective reality, right? So my wife says, oh, well, no, I just want to comment, you know, you're an actor, I know you, whatever, it's, it's a shame. Yeah, it's a shame. It's sad, okay? But is, is it any less of a shame that, oh, you know, 10 seconds ago, 100 people died in Africa. Oh, there goes another 100. Oh, you know, there's 1,000 and, you know, whatever. This stuff happens every second, every minute, every hour of every day, Okay? whether it be from imperialistic wars by the United States, whether it be from the drug war, whether it be from, you know, these stupid pandemic lockdowns, which cause far more serious problems when it comes to suicides. Uh, broken marriages, mine being a perfect example. Um, you know, child abuse, um, social retardation, right, of children, right, uh, because they're being psychologically scarred. You know, millions and millions and millions. Is this not more important than a few hundred thousand deaths? When, think about this, Dave Champion made a very good quote. When every year, apparently just in the United States, 1,700,000 people die from chronic disease. Okay, that's a vastly larger number than however many have died from COVID in the United States or any other country. Okay. And since chronic disease is one of the major contributors to this whole, you know, death from COVID thing, shouldn't that be a bigger issue? Right? Shouldn't we have not damaged uh, uh, our health over the last 60, 70, 80 plus years due to government propaganda? Would we not have been much healthier had we not done that? And maybe there wouldn't be such a big issue with COVID-19? So isn't that a more important issue, right? People dying from cancer because they're not being treated, people dying of heart attacks, right? I have a, a couple of doctors as my students, and one of them mentioned that very thing, right? Oh, no, there are enough uh, ICU beds, 
right? Because of all the COVID. Well, okay, but, but then what about all the people who, you know, died of heart attack or in a car accident or have a, you know, an, a necessary surgery, right? Did they die? Because everybody's focused on COVID-19. How is that one thing more important than the general overall picture, right? But that's, that's the thing. That's this narrative thing that just bothers me. Right? Everybody's feeling and nobody's thinking about the objective reality. It's not that I'm not sad that people are dying. I'm absolutely sad. Right? I'm sad that Paulo Gustavo died. It would have been fantastic if I had ever gotten the privilege to work with him. But he's no more important than, you know, a child in Africa or a child in Asia or a child in any other country. Right? He's no more important than the millions of marriages that have been destroyed right? Mine being a perfect example. He's not more important than the millions of children who are being scarred for life, right? I just don't understand this lack of ability to perceive things from an objective perspective. Because you can still believe these things are sad, absolutely. You can be against these things and not be happy about these things, absolutely. But, but this situation that we're in, this pendulum paradigm, is not the solution, right? I would say the same thing goes when it comes to, you know, police violence. In my opinion, of course, I think logically, and I'll say something very radical, I'm sure, in my opinion, there are or there is no such thing as a good cop. Now, why do I say that? Obviously, there are good people in the law enforcement industry around the world, of course. But what I mean to say is their effect, their positive effect, is negligible, right? Because they only really have two options. If one becomes a cop, right, in some cities maybe less so, more so, that's, you know, arguable, debatable. But the basic principle, I believe, is true. If you become a cop because you have principles and you believe you want to serve the public, serve and protect, right, as they're supposed to do, Okay, well, you become a police officer. Okay, great. And maybe you certainly do that. You individually, on a daily basis, do the best you can. But you're in an environment which is very consistently rotten, right? For for various reasons, whatever. Right, so either the longer you stay there, you become bad, or you refuse to give in to the corruption and you quit. Okay? So in the end, it seems logical that there is no such thing as a good cop. Okay? Again, I know that's a generalization. Day to day, again, I can mention, you know, Sheriff David Hathaway. Obviously, he's a very good cop. Now, he's with the sheriff's department. And I think that's another interesting difference, right? Not that sheriffs are not corrupt. Obviously, he's the only sheriff, apparently, in Arizona who is very liberty-minded, which, you know, I applaud him for that, of course. It's, it's fantastic, but it's sad for him because whew, he's up against a lot, of, a lot of stupidity, right? But again, he's, this, this kind of proves the rule. It's, it's the exception that proves the rule, right? Because the vast majority of cops, whether they be, you know, city police, um, you know, or sheriffs, probably are corrupt. Dave Champion mentions this all the time, right? They're in Pahrump. Uh, the sheriff's department is just completely rotten, right? And so that's, I think that's another sad reality, right? We need more people like David Hathaway. Dave Champion used to be a cop many years ago, but he's, you know, since moved on. 
um, but we need more people like that. But but I think that that situation proves again it's it's the exception that proves the rule that the law enforcement industry is very 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 corrupt, and that's a huge problem. Now historically, the thing about sheriffs is interesting, right? Because sheriffs are elected, right? Police officers are contracted by the city. Sheriffs sheriffs are elected, right? And uh, they actually swear an oath to the Constitution. And I think that that's very important, right? That's why people like Sheriff Dave Hathaway, David Hathaway, um, you know, they recognize that, right? That that differentiates them. And, and if more sheriffs and their deputies would understand that, then ideally we'd have, you know, a better uh, law enforcement industry. Uh, but city police are contracted, right? They don't swear <laughs> to do anything. Apparently, legally as well, they're actually not required, right? I I don't know if if sheriffs are actually required by law. If there's some you know verbiage in the state laws or you know whatever that says, well, no, 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 they they are elected, therefore they must do this. Whereas you know, uh, city police are hired, right? They don't technically have to do, you know, what people assume they're supposed to do, right? Um. Which is which is a serious problem right there, um, and yeah, I just I just get very very frustrated with this mixture of, you know, this feeling emotive thing. Oh my God, you know, this famous person died from COVID, therefore we need we to be all worried about it, uh, and this connection to okay, now now we have to depend on government, right? Government needs to solve everything. That is the problem. Right, Mary J. Ruart, I quoted in another episode. She basically said what many, many, many people have said in the past. Right, you know, government can't solve the problem. Government is the problem. Whether that's city, state, federal is irrelevant. Right, and Liberty, the TV series, the whole point of what I'm trying to accomplish is to put that conversation out there. I just don't think that conversation is out there, and I'm very surprised. Right, we have Free Society. We have Tom Woods. Um, and so many other people, Dave Champion, you know, Free to Choose Network, um, you know, too many people to name, right? Too many organizations and whatnot. But nobody is going to the next step as I see it, right? And my Liberty TV series, I think, is the only framework that's being offered to go the next step, right? To go to the next step. It's not the necessarily the best. It's the only at this point that I can see. I don't see any, as I mentioned before, I don't see any other framework out there. But this conversation has to be had, right, from a very objective, principle-based point, right? We have to start there. And people like my wife and the majority of people, they're just way, they're floating above, right? They're talking at cross-purposes, as I've mentioned, right? There's no, you know, there's no conversation out there getting down to the bare essentials, the absolute principles, the two most important ones being the ones I've stated, right, that no government at any level has any rights of any kind. They only have privileges, duties, and responsibilities. And the, their entire purpose is to make themselves, you know, uh, unnecessary, right, to put themselves out of a job. That is the basis, right? That's where the conversation needs to start. And if I were able to convince someone or a group of people with enough money and funds to, you know, get this first episode off the ground, what, what I would love to do 
would be have you know would be would be to have uh, Tom Woods, Dave Champion, myself. Um, there's a gentleman here in Brazil, the former uh, Minister of Privatization, that I'm trying to encourage to join, um, and then maybe a translator or something. But have this first episode focus on those basic principles, right, as the starting point for literally everything, and then we can go on and talk about secession and nullification and you know all this kind of stuff. But you know who knows. Um, anyway, thank you for your time, best wishes, and I'll see you in episode 11, whenever that is. Take care.